G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. Well, it is Momentum. It is Tim and Dez with you once again. And wherever you are around Australia, we really, really appreciate you tuning in and giving us uh, your listening ear. MomentumAustralia.org is our website. I'd love you to check that out after the show and uh, have a look about what we're all about. But it is Tim and Dez. And Dez... How are you this week, my friend? Are you well? Yes, I'm really good. You know what? We had a great week last week when we talked about um, intimacy, um, emotional intimacy, and now we're uh, on to the second part of that. Um, so last week we chatted with the CEO of Focus for the Family Australia, Brett Ryan. We had a great time, and we looked at five things that we can do to have greater emotional intimacy with our spouse. And, of course, emotional intimacy is the catalyst to greater physical intimacy. And so this week we're exploring four ways to have better physical intimacy with our spouse. And all the guys just suddenly got very excited listening. Brett Ryan, it's great to have you back, mate. How are you? <laughs> I'm very, very well. And thanks for allowing me to be be back. <laughs> Before we start, we should just mention that both these topics have been recent articles on Focus of the Family Australia, and you can check them out online at families.org.au. Brett, let's start off by um, by kind of unpacking this idea of physical intimacy. Um, and I, I remember <laughs> there was a song back in the 80s for those of us old enough to remember. I think it was Salt and Pepper, Let's Talk About Sex. Um, and there was a line in the in the bridge of the song where she's like something about having sex and then making love. And she's like, come on, how many guys do you know that make love as opposed to just have sex? So let's talk about physical intimacy. Is it the same as sex? Is sex different to physical intimacy? Explore that for us. Explain that for us. Well, the physical intimacy, and as we were fl- flowing on from last week about that emotional intimacy, when one is connected and emotionally feeling safe and loved and cherished and valued, then that is true f- true physical intimacy because you can have sex with anyone and we've seen that in our culture today unfortunately you can get the hookup culture and you can meet someone just to do the deed and there's no emotional connection it's just physical but i think i think we all crave to have that connection that intimate connection where i can look somebody in the eye and we've got that connection because really ultimately anytime someone's intimate with somebody it actually releases a hormone called oxytocin and dopamine and noradrenaline and serotonin. There's all these chemistry set in our brains. Every time we are intimate with somebody, it actually releases this wonderful hormone, oxytocin, which is a is like a hug hormone that connects you with one another. So you can't really be physically intimate with somebody and uh, not have a connection. And those mm-hmm. who do, it's just a, a poorer, poorer version of true connection with another human being. This is a little left of field, but then let's talk about then if we're releasing those sorts of chemicals and let's let's speak into the the space of pornography here for a second, right? And I know this is a little off topic, but if we're releasing those chemicals when we when we orgasm, but if that's happening when if it's a, a screen or you know something that that's not a person, 
is that then the is that where we're, we're training our brain to essentially be connected to something on the screen instead of a human being is is that why it's such a struggle for guys to break the pornography cycle yeah, very much so. It's actually causing these super highways in the brain that it actually means that you get that that hit, that euphoria, just like any uh, addicted or habitual um, consumer of either drugs or gambling or even, um, you know, pornography, as you're saying, it releases that hormone and then you actually want more. You want it stronger, a lot harder. And people who may start off innocently looking at just a few pictures can progress to more darker, more sinister, more violent, more dehumanizing of another human being. And we need that extra hit. And people think, oh, once I get married, I'm going to have sex on tap and I don't even have to worry about the pornography. <laughs> but once you've formed those super highways, and if you um, are self-medicating um, uh, yourself by masturbation in form of those things, again, that super highway is actually creating that you can't be intimate with another human being because you're so used to a two-dimensional image to get yeah. your excitement, to get your mm. orgasm, to, to get your climax. And if we do that, those patterns long enough, it means that the, you're not able to rise to the occasion and actually can cause uh, um, impotence. Uh, because you're so used to being connected to a two-dimensional image. And that's a whole other topic about pornography. But mm. it's a real issue, especially when it comes to uh, physical and emotional intimacy with another human being. Pornography has distorted that and it actually has made it more and more difficult for men to connect with their spouse because they're so used to that hard wiring that's taken place in their, in their brains. I mean, it's certainly true in terms of pornography. It's pervasive everywhere, uh, you know, everywhere, the TV, the movies, that whole culture of it's, it's fine to have sex with somebody without the intimacy. And, and so, so how, do, how do we help men break through that and, and get to understand the real world? Yeah. Well, I mean, let's, let's just go back to the, the beginning. God created sex and it's beautiful. It was to be cherished and valued. And he actually says, you know, get together. And I mean, there's a whole book in the Bible, Song of Solomon's, that talks yeah. about physical intimacy, you know, connection with your spouse, but it's done in a loving, caring, safe environment. And so the, the, the church, and I guess in the past, um, we haven't really spoken about the joy and the 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 beauty of intimacy of of sex that we've always seen it as something wrong sex is bad don't get an sti and don't get pregnant that was the that was the message that we were brought up with right you know, when I speak to young people, I talk about it in, in a way that how God has created it so beautiful and therefore we should cherish it and value it a lot more than what it is in our culture today. It's, it's seen, it's the, the sex has been distorted in such a way that it's seen as just as something you do and not being connected to another human being. So starting off with the conversation saying sex is beautiful and not, and not talking about it in a negative way, but talking in a beautiful way, it means that we can change the paradigm, change the narrative to actually say, hey, that's what I want. I don't want to have that distortion. I don't want to have that baggage into my going into my future relationship. I want to be able to connect to my future spouse in a real way, unadulterated. And I was one of those people. I kept myself from marriage. And I mean, that's, that's one example, but it's amazing when I share that to a lot of group of young people, they go, really, did you do that? 
how did you survive? You know, like it's, it's, it's again, their mindset has been saying mm. everyone's doing it where they're not. Mm. We need to aspire and have the heroes. Doesn't mean that uh, I, I wasn't tempted. Doesn't mean that it wasn't difficult. It just means that I kept myself and my wife kept herself. And then we can actually start together in our relationship as, as virgins with no baggage, no experience. And we, and basically learn along life's journey. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, that, that's certainly not the norm, let's be honest, Brett, and there'll be many men listening now who, for, for them, that isn't the norm. And I, th- I think it's fair to say that most of us, too, probably have a distorted view of what sex is meant to be. And part of that, I think, is if you've grown up in the church, that the church, as you mentioned, probably hasn't addressed that too well over the years. That's another side issue. But if you if you haven't grown up in the church, and for example, like myself, I grew up as a non-Christian at the age of 25, and then I found faith. But there's a good chance that we haven't had a good introduction to sex either, whether it's a poor, awkward conversation with our parents that was just awkward and horrible and we just wanted to run and the ground to swallow us up and like, I can't believe I'm here. Mum and dad, shut up. I don't even want to think about it. And you and mum doing it, you know, uh, or that awkward moment in biology class where everyone's kind of snickering at the drawings that the teacher's doing on the, I mean, whatever it is, let's be honest, we've, we've kind of not had a good introduction to this. So let, let's speak into that space for men. How, how do we start to, I suppose, change our view and get a healthy view, like you're saying, right? Because there's, there's, it's like I, I hear what you're saying, Brett, and that's terrific. That's not my story, though. So how do I shift that in my head? Well, it's it's great that you mentioned that because uh, um, we've all we've all fallen short of our ideal and our past. You know, whatever we if we've had experiences that we would later we've regretted or we've done experiences that we've made choices. But we go, oh, look, I didn't want to do that. I talk about a spirit of virginity so you can start afresh. It's like God has given us that that incredible gift of forgiveness. And he's like saying, hey, that's your past. I'm here now for you. You are forgiven and we can start again. So you can have that spirit of virginity and start, you know, guarding your eyes, guarding your ears, going ahead and saying, hey, I don't want that past to determine my history. I don't want to determine my present or my future. I'm going to actually say that, leave it in the past, but I'm going to start looking at women in a much more pure way. I'm not going to see them as something, a plaything and something for my 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 uh, enjoyment, but I'm going to see them as equal in the eyes of God, equal in my eyes, and they matter because they are someone's daughter, they are someone's mother, they are someone's sister, and I'm going to change my thinking pattern and my thought processes. And if, and if say, for example, pornography is part of your journey, you know, you, you probably at the end of the day say, I feel guilt, I feel shame, and you feel like no one understands. We need to start opening up that conversation and actually having accountability partners, not once you've done it, but actually say, hey, I'm tempted at the moment. Can we do something? That's true accountability. Come alongside someone and actually say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to be there for you because we've all got issues. We've all got our blind spots. We've all got things that we would rather not continue going down that pathway, but change the, the thought processes in our minds to actually think pure. And I mean, it says in Philippians, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is a good report, think and dwell upon those things, meditate upon those things. Pornography is not one of those things. And as it says in Romans, you know, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but renew your mind. So it starts with our thinker, upper, our brains, and start saying, hey, I don't want to be following the patterns of this world. I want to be countercultural. I want to stand up for good righteousness. Whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's to think about, those are the things I want to think about, not those things of that is going to draw me down to bring this down to mediocre or beam me down to their level. I want to rise above that. Yeah, 
Okay, good stuff. We're going to take a short break. We're chatting with Brett Ryan from Focus on the Family Australia, their website, families.org.au. Four ways to have better physical intimacy. We've set the scene. We're going to come back and do these four ways. Look at these four ways on the other side of this break. You are listening to Momentum all around Australia. Check out the website too, MomentumAustralia.org. Tim Des and Brett Ryan from Focus on the Family back with you in just a moment. Stay tuned. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. All right, well, welcome back to Momentum. It's uh, it, Well, it's it's a great show. It's always a great show, but we're getting uh, very real and raw with Brett Ryan from Focus on the Family this week. Last week, we looked at uh, five ways to creating greater um, emotional intimacy with our spouse. And this week, we're exploring four ways to have better physical intimacy with our spouse. And of course, the two are interlinked. And so we've set the scene about what it means physical intimacy over sex, some ways that we can change our thinking as men. Brett, let's then look at these four ways that we can increase uh, physical intimacy with our spouse. And of course, we're talking in a marriage relationship here. The first one is put effort into your relationship. Now, that sounds fairly basic, but of course, that can happen on different ways and different levels. Explore that for us. What sorts of things does effort, putting effort into our relationship mean that might mean at the end of the day, we might get some physical intimacy as well. Yeah, I think it actually comes back to how much you appreciate it. And, and if you had a, a million dollars in your home, you would really cherish it. You would protect it. You would actually make sure it's kept well uh, um protected in every area of your life. And the same thing when it comes to your spouse is, does she feel protected and, and um, that you're appreciating her and valuing her? And then it's not just what you get out of it, it's what you can give and serving. When we put that effort in, then we may get the dividend. But if we go in with the mindset only of the dividend, yeah, we've mm. actually got a, a really uh, a impure thoughts or an impure motive, and that's not healthy for anyone. Right. Let's move on to number two and guide your thoughts. And we mentioned this, but I mean, let's be honest, for a lot of guys, I mean, we can love our wives. We, we, we leave the house on the morning, we go to work, and let's be honest, we're bombarded. But I mean, some, some other simple ways, Brett, that we can just guard our eyes, but most importantly, guide and guard our thoughts through the day when we're away from our wife. Yeah, and, and it, it is so difficult in a very sexualized culture that's everywhere. And uh, we're, we're all tempted. Um, men are predominantly visually stimulated. Yeah. So we, we, we're we wired that way. Girls know that. Women know that that's the case. They just don't appreciate your, you know, they can understand the first look, but they don't like the longer linger look <laughs> afterwards. So that's something to be aware of. Uh, the other side of things is, you know, like, not putting yourself in a position that you're going to look at it more often. You know, like say, for example, if you, uh, you cannot control yourself on uh, looking at pornography with a smartphone, get rid of the smartphone, go back to the old Nokia, you know, like the old ones. I've had to actually use one of those phones just recently uh, because my phone had broken. I had to get a temporary one. It was surprisingly how freeing it was that I wasn't tempted to go onto the internet or uh, Mm -hmm. do 
look at my emails. Even they are tempting. They are even distractions. It's not just looking at um, sexualized content. We can all be tempted to do things like our hobbies and and uh, things that we enjoy. And some of the things that we need to make sure of is that we're actually prioritizing. It's not going to golf every time we have a free moment because our spouse needs to have yeah. their little bit of me time. And um, I can say safely, my wife is encouraging me to go and play golf, but I'm thinking it's very selfish. But she says, no, it, it, it's good for us to be a part. It's good for us to have that disconnect and, and you can connect with your friends. Mm. Um, so it's not just tempting to you know look at images. It's actually tempting to be distracted on other things yeah. when our partner isn't feeling like a priority. We're talking about four ways to have better physical intimacy. Uh, first one was put effort into your relationship that we've just talked about was guide your thoughts. Number three is increase your awareness. Now, Brett, I guess there's a, a couple of ways that this could mean uh, an awareness around our wife and what's good for our wives. Yeah, It could be an awareness of, you know, we, we understand the female body a bit better. Like we, we get some books and we get some, you know, some, uh, I suppose, thoughts around, hey, how does my wife actually work in this, is this matter? Uh, again, can you expand on this for us? What does that mean? Increase our awareness as blokes. Yeah, I think I use the analogy. If your if your boss came up to you and says, "Look, I'd like to send you to a professional development day," you go, "Great! He's seeing great potential in me. He's going to he's investing in me." We don't tend to have that same attitude when it's investing in our relationships or investing in finding out how we can become a better husband or a better better father or even a better lover. Um, so looking mm-hmm. at different websites and I mean, focus on the family, Australia, we've got a variety of different resources. Uh, we've got a, actually a, fa- uh, a, a toolkit, if you like, on how to become a better, a better marriage partner. It's called the marriage toolbox. And there's sure. some different things in there about how to improve your know, communication, how to improve, how to have a great conversation. Those things, if you're not familiar with it, can actually mm. improve your physical intimacy as we start becoming more real and more open to actually say, hey, we don't have it all together, but I want to improve. Yeah. Again, all those things available at families.org.au for the folks on the family website. Um, hey, look, um, the final thing is take ownership of your communication. And, you know, we talked about this last week. We kind of set the scene about this whole thing about this. If you can create emotional intimacy with your wife, it leads generally to better, closer uh, more physical intimacy. Um, taking ownership of communication, though, Brett. I mean, as a, as a man, again, sometimes we're not terribly good in leading those sorts of conversations. Um, so, some thoughts around that for men to go. Oh, well, that sounds great, but I'm just not a great talker. I'm not a great communicator. I don't know. I don't mm. put things well into words. How many times have I sat and had a coffee with with guys who, you know, don't have our background and don't speak on the radio and they go, but I just don't, I'm not as eloquent as you. I just don't talk like you do. I'm like, yeah, but we can all learn, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's having that willingness. You, you talk to a guy about their favorite NRL or AFL team. They can talk everything, you know, get really excited about it. <laughs> um, and so different topics can actually open up different things. When it comes to our relationship, we might feel a little bit more difficult, more uncomfortable, but it's like anything. It's like a muscle. You you use it more often, it'll become more stronger, it'll become healthier. Same thing with our conversations with our spouse. To talk about these things, start off, you know, baby steps, 
and then move up to more deeper and more meaningful. And then if we can do that, um, we're going to be it's going to be much healthier and much easier. But I can guarantee there'll be some couples and say, look, we've tried that. It's not, it's, it hasn't worked for us. Be proactive, not reactive. Don't wait till it gets to a crisis. Maybe go and speak to a counselor, go and speak to a, a pastor, someone that can actually help journey with you, or even a mentor, someone that you admire and say, look, you seem to have it all together. And I can guarantee they won't have it all together because there are no perfect couples. Talk mm. to people and actually allow other people to speak into your life, mentors to actually help you navigate some of these things before they become a crisis. But just getting good information will actually help improve the way that you connect and communicate and be more physically intimate with your spouse. Right. Beautifully wrapped up this week's show, four ways to have better physical intimacy. And again, pointing you towards the Focus on the Family website because it is absolutely loaded with resources. And uh, just a quick recap too, the, there is an online marriage course. I think November, you said, Brett, was happening? Yeah, November, yep. So I encourage you to check into that. And of course, their resources, details at families.org.au. And our special guest this week has been the CEO of Focus on the Family Australia, Brett Ryan. Brett, it's been a wonderful couple of weeks. You've shown a lot into uh, well Des and I but the men listening of course as well and uh, mate we really appreciate your input thanks for being on the show it's my honour and my privilege you've been listening to Momentum a show that helps men succeed in life for more information or to hear this week's show again go to MomentumAustralia.org you can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org until next time keep moving forward with Momentum